Welcome to Transformation. This is Farm Broadcaster Don Wick with the latest in our podcast series. Transformation is made possible through a grant from the North Dakota Department of Agriculture. You can visit the North Dakota Department of Agriculture website and search for the Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network. You'll find resources on everything from counseling services to financial management and mediation. Support is available. In this episode, we're visiting with North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring. And Doug, certainly by historical terms, farm commodity prices are are relatively high, but that does not mean there isn't stress in farm country. Tell me, uh, from your perspective, what's uh, what's keeping farmers up at night? Well, and you know, I think to your point, a good point, prices may be better than they have been in the past, but expenses are high. And if you fall down, you trip, you stumble in this type of climate, uh, you do severe damage to your operation. And that kind of anxiety is weighing on a lot of farmers. Now, there's some that may have enough operating put away to uh, maybe get through this year, but everybody is a little concerned about, you know, am I going to be hitting the right price in the market if I pull the trigger? and contract some commodities how about buying fertilizer i mean that's that's a big one on the farm um are we at the bottom is it going lower uh how much higher can it go those things are are certainly weighing in and then you know the weather it's always in our business i mean my grandfather talked about my great great grandfather and and my dad's talked about it the weather is uh, one of those animals you just can't manage, control, or predict. So you play a little defense in, in some of the uh, choices you're going to make on the type of seed you're going to purchase in the in the winter and the spring, what you're going to be planting, how what your rotation is. Are you coming out of a dry uh a dry year going into a year that has some uncertainty tied to it. All of that is just weighing on, on farmers. And then livestock prices did rebound, and that's helped. Um, you still get concerned about, you know, what's my spring going to be like when we start dropping calves, or maybe I'm dropping calves now. Uh, do I have enough bedding so that if I end up with a really bad wet spring or maybe some late uh Late winter, early season, spring snowstorms, what's going to happen in my situation? It's amazing as a farmer how many things we can think of that we have to be prepared for and mitigate that normal people it just doesn't really cross their mind. They wait till you know, there's an announcement on the radio that something's going to happen, then they'll try to mitigate. But producers are having to do this weeks and months in advance and then even plan for the next cropping season you know that much further ahead too so we do know about it and we're told and there are informal conversations that take place we do have programs available that help help people think about how to manage that stress there are things that you can do that will mitigate some of that and it also lets you know that you're not forgotten. 
and we're there to uh, provide what support we can, assist where we can, and at least find more resources that may help you in in your times of trouble. It doesn't mean we can do everything, but we'll certainly do our best to be available. Certainly there's been a lot more attention on the whole issue of, of mental health, but would you say that there's still a, a, a stigma surrounding some of these mental health issues, Doug? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Don, I would say that probably the majority of us in agriculture come from a day and age and we're told uh, just get back in the saddle and, and deal with it. And, you know, that's one thing when we were just dealing with the farm, but it seems like in the day and the age we're dealing with, and we're no different than the past, but there's so much more information at our fingertips and we're bombarded with, you know, not just our local politics and what's going on at the state level and even the national level, which can cause you a lot of heartburn and anxiety. But you hear of everything going on across the globe. And you also realize that impacts your bottom line because of trade agreements, because of exports. Um, you know, people's economy changes, and that has a dramatic impact on our bottom line at home. We see now how we are more connected than we ever were before. So the stress and anxiety levels are actually much higher. And, uh, you know, the stiff upper chin is always good. We need to practice tenacity and resilience. But we also need support. And you can find that with your friends and your neighbors. Uh, you can find it within your family. But sometimes you might need a few more tools, and, and we can certainly offer that through some of the programs we have available. You know, I think uh, this last fall when we had the the triple murder-suicide uh, in in Towner County uh, on, on a farm, it made national, even in worldwide headlines, it seemed like. Um, did that have part of the conversation? Did that change part of the conversation, do you think, uh, uh, in our backyard? You know, um, people still have so many questions, um, trying to find out why, what, what led to that. Everybody wants to know what, what was the trigger so they can avoid that or how best to manage through some of those things. But it did, to your point. I think it raised awareness and it caught people off guard. It was, it was sobering and, uh, you know, one of those people was, was a good friend of mine. So uh, it, it shocks you for a while. Yeah, I think uh, all of us can relate to that. Um, I would say, Doug, I've been, and just like you, we've been at a lot of meetings during this, this winter season. I've been seeing a lot of younger farmers at these meetings uh, how important is it that they're engaged in these farm groups and, and that they're, they're active? Uh, uh, maybe it's just me, but it seems like I've seen a lot more of it this winter. Yeah. It's exciting to see that. And even my son probably doesn't. I know he's busy with family and he's busy with the farm, but I've told him uh, it is beneficial if you do some networking. You go to some of these things. You find out other information. It changes your perspective on your approach to farming and ranching, 
managing livestock, uh, even managing stress and connecting and seeing that other people are, are dealing with some of the same things. Uh, being in community helps a lot. And it also means we have the ability to get engaged on some issues because it's a group effort, folks. You can't just send me to Washington and beat on the podium about what I need for my farmers. We still need people to be engaged and have a voice. And and when you're there, you can say, hey, I got 26,000 farmers behind me saying this. I have a public and our urban communities that want to see agriculture thrive because it means it drives the economy within our communities. It drives food production. It it benefits with respect to food security. And if you can get people to make those connections, see that understanding, befriend and uh, develop relationships uh, all around you, across aisles, um, with people that you would think or believe you have nothing in common with, you'll find you actually do. We all eat, and we all need to have a job, and we all need to be doing something productive that benefits society, and and that's the role we all play. So it's important, vitally important, to see where we fit into all that. We all have value. No doubt about it. And you, you need that people connection. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You talked about resources, Doug, earlier, um, and, and North Dakota is part of the, the Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network uh, uh, with others. Um, how would you gauge the success of, of what we're doing, uh, particularly getting the word out on, on some of these very critical issues? It's getting better. Um, sometimes we get so caught up in so many things we that are going on that we forget once in a while to raise awareness, make it known that we we do have these programs available. We have some resources available, and and it's a group e- effort here because when you look at, we have NDSU involved. We have some of our uh, community leaders involved. We have some organizations that are getting engaged in this and and willing to say a few words or do a program through their organization, that helps. And it's just going to create a better a better system for people to operate in and function within. So it is vitally important. And, and the other thing is we can, when we partner up with other states, we partner with Extension, uh, we're working with USDA to tap more of those resources and have them available. It really does make an impact. We just have to do a better job of letting people know. Well, hopefully we're doing a bit of that uh, here in this conversation. Any other thoughts here, Doug, before we wrap up? Nothing I can think of, Don. It's It's been a great conversation about something that's so vitally important to so many of us. Our thanks to North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring. Funding for this episode was made possible by the North Dakota Department of Agriculture and its Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network. 
A reminder, if the stresses of agriculture are overwhelming, crisis line services and counseling are available immediately. Call 701-235-7335 or 211. The North Dakota Department of Agriculture website also has resources available regarding credit matters, farm management tools, and a whole lot more. Remember, you can find all of our transformation podcasts on the Red River Farm Network website. Visit rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.